Hey everybody, it's your girl Michael. Thank you for joining us on our podcast, the Show Up and Show Out podcast. So today we're going to be getting right into it, talking about trust and forgiveness and all the things in terms of restoration. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. You take from it whatever wisdom and nuggets that you need to in your life. And with that being said, here we go. You feel like a vacation. You feel like everything I've been wanting and waiting for. And every day I'm wanting more. Even though we had a minor slip-ups, we are never, ever, ever giving up. Got the modern Gina kind of love. Alright, you guys, here we are. Yo, 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 yo. Part two of the Show Up and Show Out podcast mm, where we talk right. about our story, mm-hmm. the trial that almost took us out. Oof. So we're gonna get right into it today. And let us apologize first, actually, because we recorded this podcast before. <laughs> but during playback, we realized that the voice and volume was there you off. Go. Giving them all the Hey, ditties. I'm just trying to be real. Why you guys Keeping have had to wait longer than mm-hmm. we wanted you to. But <laughs> make no mistake, a lot of the times when you do something the second time, right. it's even better. True that. So, true that. Facts. All right. So getting right into it. Last time we talked about all of the, like, you know, how it happened, mm-hmm. feelings, why, all of that kind of stuff. And this week we're going to be talking about... Some of the hard stuff, too. I guess it all is hard, right? But yeah. rebuilding trust, forgiveness, and all of those types of things. So let's, let's go. So rebuilding trust. So the way I look at this is, mm. for me, rebuilding trust for me is completely different than what it was for you. Yeah. yeah. Because you literally had to rebuild trust in a completely different way right. with regards to rebuilding it for me having me to it see wasn't that. really about me rebuilding right right rebuilding it was trust because, rebuilding trust for us yeah basically it was about me rebuilding trust but it was about the trust that I, you needed to figure out you need not needed to figure out in other words i needed to do the right things in order for you to trust me right so it wasn't about it was about rebuilding trust but it was more it was about rebuilding your trust in me again correct so right and the rebuilding trust for me was being able to allow you to do that. Yeah. You know, and not constantly feel like you were lying and taking us back um, to where we had just come from, which was extremely right. hard. So for me, I think the hardest part of that whole and, and you guys rebuilding trust, like it's so easy to give trust to someone like when you oh, first meet someone. Is. You know, you trust them, right? Until they break it. Mm-hmm. And once they break it, it's, it's it's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. And there's and there's levels of there's levels of it too, I think, anyway, because you know, it's sometimes, you know, when you're in love with somebody and you're crazy about them or it's new and everything, sometimes you'll let some little things slide mm-hmm. that you basically should not be letting slide. But True. because you let those little things slide without knowing it, as well as that other person who's doing it, they start developing a pattern. Right. Right. So, 
um, you got to make sure that you watch that. That's a good point. So, and I think too, um, what's hard about rebuilding trust is that going back to the feelings when there was no trust. So it's like you, you go five steps forward. And then if anything happens that makes, especially for, I don't know, for a woman, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we harbor, we carry all of those dabbling memories. So if anything comes up as a trigger, we go right back to how we felt when we were being lied to and everything, (laughs) everything is questioned. And that was the thing with me, with our, rebuilding trust period yeah i kept going back to things and and feelings i had when we were going through the like real chaotic part see that was the hardest part for you was uh, and for me on the opposite end of the person trying to rebuild the trust for you to believe in them again for me it was again doing the necessary things day in and day out but also it was the repetitive hearing you constantly remind right. me of what I had done. Oh my gosh, so that was that so hard. within itself, ooh, that was rough, that, y'all. That, that, was that was so rough. That's that's hard because you you know in your heart exactly where you stand and what you want to do and that you you're committed to doing the right thing. But on the opposite end, that person doesn't believe you and see anything you said because exactly. of all your lies and deceiving yep. and doing yep. all this crazy stuff. So that's a hard thing. So for me having to deal with that every day, you constantly read And it's not really you reminding me in my mind. It comes off like, okay, but why for you me, keep reminding me? Right. But for me, right. it was remember right. that I have this to get over, bro. Right. Remember, right. I have this to get you over. You wasn't reminding me. You was just basically letting me know, look, if you expecting this thing to just be swept under the rug, right. these are the things that constantly hunt me each right. day, day in and day out. And as a man, I just wasn't understanding and that. And you didn't, you didn't want to hear you it. Know, I always want, you know, men, we're, we're so built, you know, we're taught to be so tough and not show emotions and how we feel. And so because of that, we think that everything's supposed to be swept under the rug. Well, that no. well, if it's swept under the rug, you don't have to deal with it. And right. that, you don't and have that to show too. your vulnerability. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. Right. But for me, it was like, it's one of those things where I was just trying to let you mm-hmm. know, like, I have, like, if I'm coming to you with something that I don't trust you on, believe right. you me, I've thought about 50 million other things in my head. Right. You know, and that's, I remember telling you that one time because you were like, I can't believe you keep coming to me with this. If I'm only coming to you with this, bruh. Yeah. That's one of like 80 million thoughts yeah. that run through my mind constantly on a and, daily and basis. And that alone because I wanted it, I didn't want it to be over so fast because I knew there was no way it was going to be over that fast. It's just, it takes time. Mm-hmm. It's just the thought process of thinking about how long that time is going to take for you to get over it for one. And then two, um, reliving it. Reliving yeah, reliving it. it. Like yeah, every re- single time we bring it up all something, we would constantly having it. to go through it. Right. But, but the arguments—that's what I was right. trying to think about. The arguments, yeah. because you know, because I didn't want you to talk about it, it would create arguments. Right. But that's just what it is, man. You you know, you have to realize that you have to crawl before you walk, and you have to allow that person whatever time mm-hmm. it takes right. for them to truly get over it. Right, because each individual person it's is different. different. So everybody's going to get over things. What what you may get over faster 
I may not be able to get over faster and vice versa. Right. So you have to be very kind and gentle to the other person and put yourself in their shoes to kind of understand what they feel, even though you really can't understand it. But right. Think about it. Uh, Ask yourself, how do you want to be treated? So well, then, too, you can just turn that bad boy around on yourself and say, if you had someone that was lying to you all like pretty much 90 percent of the time. Right. How would you feel like really? Yeah. Would, how would you be able to decipher what's true and what's not? You yeah. know, well, but as men, we don't we don't you think don't like look that. at that. Yeah, we don't, don't look, look at, at none of that. We we don't. And it's not even just men. There's there's women that are probably like that because you got women who have that man type of That's mentality. True. Yeah, totally. You know. I mean, we're we're known as being dogs, but women can be dogs hey, too. Hey, women Straight have up. women have been dogged <laughs> so, so much I mean, that I think they become dogs. Yeah, it it it, <laughs> it, it, it came it, the way the world has the way I see it through my eyes that it has changed. It used to be men being very aggressive, but you right. also nowadays you have women who are totally. very aggressive and they'll go right. in even a married man. They just don't care. And I think I think that point right there again is because you know when you have been hurt so much, mm-hmm. you then are like, you know what, f it, I'm not, I'm just gonna go ahead and go do what they're doing. Yeah, and I have a lot of women that have had that whole flip of the switch. Like, I'm not gonna keep doing the what I'm supposed to do as a woman. I'm gonna right. go out out here and do what they're doing because they that they've been hurt. Yeah, you know, which but, in turn doesn't really work out because no. that can also push that person. The other person, that the cheater, to go back out there and do something stupid and cheat again even well, more. And well, do you really even have a real relationship at that point? No, you, you don't. Know? But, I so. mean, the, you know, it, it's regardless at the end of the day, that's where it becomes so toxic. Yeah. Because, it, you, you know, you put more dramatic stuff into it. Right. Instead of instead of taking that fuse and blowing it up and stopping that, that bomb basically from going out and just boop putting right. out the fire you allow it to explode by doing more chaotic stuff correct going down correct. that you know that cycle that path so yeah um well i mean with that being said how like how did you forgive like how how did you forgive and forgive me and for you what was it like um seeing through your eyes me go through the process for you to be able to start forgiving because at that point because you're not really building trust is when you build in trust yeah but the trust is a little bit more the forgiving you have process more to step first. out on yeah well i think that for me the forgiveness came in stages right like mm-hmm. initially for me to even want to continue in the marriage i had to forgive you right, right? so that was the first stage of right. forgiveness is okay you know what I forgive him enough to want to work on this. Yeah. However, I, I don't think that was a complete forgiveness because we were still working through all of the True. crap. And True. like we stated in our last episode, you were still acting crazy. Acting a fool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there were stages. And so I think that first level of forgiveness was okay. I'm going to forgive you. Mm-hmm. We are going to, we're going to do this. And right. then all throughout the, the, rebuilding process i think i forgave you i mean hell i think i forgave you like mm-hmm. a ton every oh, no, day no, ain't no ain't no you know you did <laughs> every day i woke you, up you constantly you constantly you. kept forgiving me because if if you weren't forgiving me time and time and time and time again then you wouldn't have stayed in it so long right i, I think the forgiveness forgiving. process is a 
is literally an everyday thing. I mean, right. the scriptures say that, you know, you're supposed to forgive 70 times seven every day. Mm-hmm. So every day I would wake up forgiving right, right. you. Right, right. Um, Preach your sister. <laughs> and then I think, you know, it got to a point when you were actually showing me that I could trust what you were saying to me. Yeah. That was another stage of forgiveness. I felt like more comfortable, like, okay, I don't have to watch my back forgiveness. Right. Now I can be in a stage of calm right. forgiveness. Like, okay, you know, I can trust him. I can trust right. him more. He's showing me things. And then I think that once we got through a lot of that chaotic mm-hmm. time frame, mm-hmm. the huge forgiveness came where I literally, at that point, I had surrendered. Heavenly Father was showing out for us. Yeah. And... I really start to see a change in you. Like it wasn't just you doing little small things. Like you said, um, you know, having your phone up instead of down, um, letting me go check, not even check your phone, but just saying, you know, Hey, go look at my phone and see blah, blah, blah. It was everything. I mean, it was even more than those little small steps. I could actually see you like your demeanor change. I wasn't I wasn't talking about it. I was You're actually being showing about it. action, right? Exactly. Right. You're step being by about step, it. being patient. Right. You know, being gentle and being very transparent. Right. You know, I I I feel like transparency in a relationship is the golden rule or the platinum huge, rule if you will huge. to honesty. Honesty is great. You want honesty, but honesty is if I ask you something, mm-hmm. you tell me the truth. Right. You took it to transparency where it was, I'm going to tell you what happened without you having to ask. Right. Me. Exactly. You know, but, but I also think too, what also entangled in that, and, and this is for men out there, you have to be willing to sit down with your significant other and go through that process. This is something I never thought that I, I and you probably don't remember this. I didn't think that I was going to ever go through. I sat down and let you ask me questions and answer them. And we did that on more than one occasion. We did. That was so freaking tough because even at that moment, you're, you're rehashing everything, but you're fine tuning the details a little bit, even more. Right. You're revealing more, you're letting more go because you have to let everything go for one, two, two, basically start forgiving yourself now that's that's where the forgiveness starts for with me you yeah because i have to be very vulnerable and let you in and right. tell you every single detail knowing how painful it is going to be for to hurt for us you both yeah for us both right but at the end of the day i'd rather you know all of my dirt right every single inch of my dirt right. nuance of my dirt you know from me and hear it from me and put it all out on the table to rebuild this trust as well but it also helps me to forgive myself. Yeah. Right. Because I can let it go finally. Right. I can breathe. I don't have to sit there and feel like I'm hiding this and mm-hmm. hiding that mm-hmm. and looking over my shoulder and trying to figure out which lie or you know how I'm gonna do this and it, it's just too 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 much. Yeah. Way and I too think much. Too, what you know, you doing that and us having those multiple sessions right. of just truth and honesty mm-hmm. and transparency. It was a controlled environment. Right. So right. we both could control it yeah. rather than something coming from yeah. left field and me all of a sudden yeah. like springing it on you yeah. and you being like, what the but, freak? But like, you, where but did you that know, come from? You know, I mean, sometimes people can probably feel like they attack because you may want to sit down and conversate. The way we did it was we didn't sit there and, and feel like, okay, 
all right, this is an open discussion. Let's sit down and talk. We genuinely, we were having a good time. And, you know, we just, as friends, having that friendship, we yeah. genuinely just got into the conversation. Yep. And, started and you know what? A lot of those so. talks, now that I'm really thinking about it, they came up because if y'all don't mm-hmm. know, and you might not, you probably don't. We no, love watching. We love know. watching. <laughs> we love watching shows together, and yeah, a do. lot of the times, yeah. those conversations would come up with us watching a freaking show. show, right? And they would say something or do something mm-hmm. in the show, and I would feel this nudge, and then he right. would feel it because I know we're very in sync, and when we're off. You know, it's not as good, but when we're on and we were in those moments of rebuilding and restoration, we were getting back to that place of being on Mm -hmm. and he would know like, oh, Lord, they just said that in the show. She's going to say something. And literally (laughs) after the show would be over, I'd be like, babe, what about? And he'd be like, I knew you were going to say that. I I knew you were going to ask that. That's right. (laughs) But a lot of the times it was actually brought on by some episode of a show. Yeah. And I think that was really good, though, because it came on not because of an act, mm-hmm. right, or me finding something. It just came genuinely about happened. genuinely out genuinely just happened. out of the right. day. Yep. And because of that, you know, you were so you got to a point where you were so vulnerable and willing to let me in when those uh, moments what that? happened. What did you say? Vulnerable? Vulnerable. Okay. All right, gotta don't sure. don't do it. <laughs> I'll try to get, get me back. Look, I ain't trying to get Don't you back. I'm just it. saying. Like, I was like, what'd you say? What'd you but, say? Um, <laughs> you allowed me those moments, mm-hmm. you know, and you weren't upset. You didn't get upset, no. you know, and I think and that, that was And that key. takes time because it definitely in, takes time. in the beginning, yeah, I admit I was getting upset a lot you, because yeah. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't right. want to be reminded of it, but you know, it's the pain and hurt, but you, you got to understand that. I had to understand. I didn't say you got to, but I had to understand that my wife is hurting. Bro, you have to walk through her pain with her. Right. Because ultimately, you guys, the only way for you to heal together is to walk through the pain together. Right. So your pain, I had to walk with you through your pain as Mm -hmm. well as you had to walk with me through my pain. Totally. But your pain was way more severe. Um on your end at the moment and mattered more. My right. pain was a whole nother level of it its was. own hurting. Totally. That's that, that stood alone by itself. That also was horrific. Yeah. But totally. It was most importantly to fix your pain. And, and then re- we could develop fixing my pain. Right. And I remember because I am an empath, I remember sometimes mm-hmm. I didn't even want to ask you anything because I knew right. it was going to cause you pain right. and you would be like, what is it, babe? And I would say, yeah. I don't want to bring it up because then you're like, nope, let's get through it. And those those are the hand holding moments that mm-hmm. you need in a relationship to truly True. rebuild it the way that it needs to be rebuilt. So so what what was it that made you um, have faith in God even when you didn't really see the end? Oh, my God. Of, of like, you know, you because you didn't you couldn't really tell or know the future of what's going to happen no, with us. Like all this um, work. Right. But but also with that being said, like. How do you um, how did you have faith for me even when I wasn't in the right mind? Right. You know, or or looking to God for guidance, you know, in the beginning. So. So I think. okay, so that's a two parter. But I think for me, having faith in the unknown, isn't Mm -hmm. that what faith truly is? It really is. You know, you don't know 
it's hope for things that are not seen. That's what faith is. Right. So I think for me, what got me through that moment of, okay, God, you said that if I stayed, you were going to fix it. There were moments where I, like, I really didn't see how it was going to mm. happen. But what helped me in those moments was knowing that God has no limits. Right. There are no limitations on what he can do or who he can use to help a situation. Mm-hmm. And I thought back, and this sound, it might sound corny, but at the time I was doing Babe, a nothing lot. You, nothing you saying is corny. <laughs> don't, don't feel like I was that. doing a lot of sermon listening, scripture reading, gospel listening to song. I mean, I was listening to gospel songs. Yeah, you I mean, really were. You dove, I, you dove into day, the, yes. you, you dove into the like ridiculous. And like, Heavenly not Father even ridiculous, the, but no, it was no, no, all fine. day. You can say that. You can say that. No, there's nothing wrong with saying that. There's there's never a limit on how much knowledge you can you can get or spirit you Holy Spirit you can feel. There's no limit. That's true. So, That's true. No. But I was deep into yeah. all of that because my mind literally I am a Enneagram one first of all so I'm a mm. perfectionist yes, um, I'm is. very oh, controlling <laughs> I'm a solution seeker well so, yeah controlling but let's not get it twisted she's not saying controlling like she control it's a different type it's of control like wanting to control for herself my, yeah control not the control outcome. every situation or right. control me or, so it's controlling my make sure outcome I put that out there to, you know have my Thank wife you, back. Babe. Thank you, babe. But yeah, it's controlling my outcomes. And so for this, I had absolutely mm-hmm. no control whatsoever, right. which put me in a very uncomfortable space. And so I had to look back at, you know, since I was doing all the scripture reading and listening to sermons and what have you, I looked at some of these people from the Bible, like, you know, Noah, mm-hmm. who here you are in the desert and you're told to build a ship. Well, how many people looked at him crazily? And he was like, how in the world? Like, really? Like, so there are other people that gave me examples of when God speaks, listen, don't Mm -hmm. ask questions because he, if he said he's going to do something, he's going to do it. So in those moments of Lord, I don't know how in the world I would literally get through the sentence and be like, but you are God. You are, Mm -hmm. you have no limits. You can do all things. And I just kept moving forward. Mm -hmm. That's something that I just did. I just kept moving forward. See, for me, there there really was no end because, of course, I wasn't looking at an end because I kept doing what I was doing. Right. So right. for me, there, there really wasn't an end. But what I will say is the times that there were so many times that it got so stressful living, living the lies that I was living mm-hmm. that. I basically, I remember in the beginning, I was the person that had the, the you know, the, I was the strong person as far as the faith. Right. We both in had the beginning faith, of our relationship, but I, right. yeah, but I was the one that had the strongest faith. So at that point, with me going through all the chaos and crying and having my moments where um, I would always be like, I want this to end. I wish this would stop. You know, that was me pleading to God, even it was those moments where I was crying in mm-hmm. front of you. And I would say, you know, I wish I, you know, it would all, you know, you guys would leave me alone. And you would think that I'm talking about you like, what? What are you talking about? Ain't no guys. Just, you, you know what I mean? But, but at those moments, um, seeing you have your prayer closet and how you dove into your scriptures and mm-hmm. always constantly seeing you on your knees praying, mm-hmm. um, you doing your Reiki and 
your um essential oils and yeah there was there was like so much spiritual connection that you had that alone kind of helped me yeah to start opening my eyes and seeing things so i i i basically i i latched onto your faith right to help me to, to see. basically come mm-hmm. out of things and to see and to move better and to realize a lot of things and yeah. that's what kept me strong to believe that you know what javon you can really do what you need to do to save this marriage, bro. Right. It's going to take a lot of work and a lot of time. And at right. the moment, I was scared as hell. Yeah. And something else you that know? we had that was a connection when we really didn't have a connection mm-hmm. were the crystals that I would give you. Yeah. And you would yeah. keep those in your pocket, yeah. you know. We did. Um, we did. Yeah, we did. I the topaz all and the citrine oh and all of that kind of stuff. Not not topaz, but the citrine. Mm. Um and you would keep those in your pocket, the little actual rocks. And then I would get us um, bracelets. And I would right. tell you what the bracelets were for. And I would do Reiki over them. And you would mm. literally wear them faithfully. So even though you were still not where you needed to be, right. we still, we still had, had that connection. connection. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we both yeah. felt it. And so I think like your second part of your question of yeah. how did I have faith for the both of us, you know, had a, I really think that me doing those things had me connected to you in a way that I could energetically feel a connection still. Right. And that helped me to be able to, when I was praying, I was not only praying for me, I was praying for you. And I would actually ask in those prayers for certain things. And you would sometimes come home like I am mm. huge on signs and God knows this. <laughs> you would come home and be like, yeah, today I was feeling yada, yada, yada. And I felt I felt this. And I'm like, yes, didn't even tell you that that's what I prayed for. But that's how I knew that those prayers were actually working right. for you. Right. And that those small changes were <clears throat> Excuse me. coming about, even though they were, you right. know, at a snail's <laughs> pace sometimes Mm. but that's how i literally had faith for the both of us and i think that's why i was in my prayer closet that's why i was listening to all those sermons constantly it's because i wasn't just doing it for me i was doing it for for us us, both of us right so it was like double time right you know i mean that's all i did you know literally one sermon after the next i mean so yeah that that was that was the closest i think i have ever been well, so at to any, God. At any point like doing that, you know, doing the process and of dealing with it, how how did you get through the negative thoughts and the triggers? Because I know there were constant things that were kept coming back even when we were kind of like trying to climb that, you know, climbing, starting to begin to climb that hill. But, you know, though there were still little things and what ultimately yeah, those triggers are yeah and what ultimately basically kept you moving forward and what was the turning point so the triggers were hard for me or and with the turning point but basically this is another part of that also i, I, I you think, and these two-part questions hey, look, bro. i'm just you know they're coming to me as they come so i'm just okay hashing them bad boys out um where it also let me know 
where you experience more good days than bad days like when you know when did that happen okay right. so the triggers the triggers were huge for me um i think it's just because of my personality again and i didn't have triggers because again on right the you end, were doing the dirt so right, your right. triggers only came when i brought right. them janks out but but in in return there are some you know there were things that you would do that well no you do have me. one trigger yeah yeah, that one sure. triggers that dad blame find my iPhone sound because that's definitely a trigger. Because <laughs> uh, yes. oh <laughs> I use that bad boy so much. I, to this day, I do not like that sound. Yeah, that's I a swear huge it freaks me out when I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Even with me not doing that now, I hear that time. I'm like, Yo, but you don't hear it from me though. It's no. like TV and stuff no. like that. You hear it, but I don't do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you, my whole mind freezes <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And then I have to think and be like, You're like no, I'm doing bro, good. Bro, you right yeah, here with your wife. About? What you doing, bro? You good? <laughs> Chill. Calm down. Um, but for me, I, I'm huge on triggers because I think that's just me being mm. an empath. So like when we go to certain places or when mm-hmm. I would see certain things or certain songs that would come up, they were triggers for me. Right. And you going through that used to hate that because you're oh, like, just yes. leave it alone. Why are you thinking like that? Yes. Blah, blah, blah. It's hard. It's hard for someone that is, um, a feeling person. Right. So I think for me, I just had to in that moment and I talked to myself a lot. Okay. And I would have to just pull myself off the ledge. You know, it came to a point mm-hmm. where it's my choice. You know, you have to realize that it's your choice, the thoughts that you think. Mm-hmm. So if I allowed myself to be, get a trigger, I could either go down that rabbit hole of thinking about all the things that are aligned to the trigger, mm-hmm. or I could say, stop it, Michael. And move on to something else. And that's what I started to do. Right. I started, when we started getting in a better place and those triggers would come, I literally would just say to myself, stop it. That is not what's happening right now. And I would put myself into something else. I would do something. I would cook. Whatever right. I needed to do to stop thinking about whatever mm. came after that trigger. Whereas before, when right. we were going through all the rough stuff, right. I would let that trigger just manifest itself and, and right. run wild. Right. Um, so what was the other part of your question? Cause you, you know, yeah, <laughs> I know I was all over the place. It, it was, Oh, well, the but good you, part. you, you really, you really kind of somewhat already answered that because you, we pretty much already, you, you pretty much explained it. heavenly fathers. What kept you moving forward? Totally. You praying. I mean, totally. that's just, that was number you, one. You basically, what is the word? Yeah. I'm about to say immersed, not immersed. Well, yeah, no, immerse. I did immerse myself yeah, you in that. Yourself I totally in it. did. That's yeah. exactly what I was about Look to say. Look at you. Come yeah, on, baby. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> think of some words in there. I ain't, you know, all smart like that, but I'm trying to act like I'm a little something. You are. But, um, yeah, that's what basically what you did. Myself, so yeah. that's I think that's what you did to help you move forward. That was number the, one. But then the, the number two, mm-hmm. the huge number two was... I, for years, had talked about mindset Mm -hmm. and how you, you know, what you think about, you bring about, all of that stuff. And it was very easy for me to give that that knowledge Mm -hmm. to other people and that direction for other people. But when it came to me, I still took the other road. So it took me making up in my mind that, look, what you're saying is exactly right. So stop choosing to think negatively. And it was mindset. So God, number one, and then having that mindset, which, you know, honestly, I think, you know, it's hard. It's hard to make yourself think something different. It's hard to choose something different, especially something positive when you're sitting in negativity. But but that's also where where I have to play my part and 
help you to understand that those negative thoughts are past tense negative thoughts. They're not current negative thoughts. Very true. I.e. meaning that I need to continue all the things I did in the beginning to to win you, to get you in my life. You know, um, hey, waking up and or just coming to you saying, hey, babe, I think you're so beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, which I tell you that all the time. I Mm -hmm. sit there and I stare at you, you know. But then taking Um, it further from just saying you're beautiful to showing me that. You know what I mean? To being that transparent person to come and say whatever you needed to say or allow me again when I had moments to talk to you and mm-hmm. you being there right. listening and, and doing the right things i mean yeah even and if doing was, the right even things. if it was yep. down and, and, and man let, let me tell you guys something <laughs> here we go I, I understand we love our beautiful women okay sometimes when you're in a relationship and that friend that person that you're with is everything to you they're your best friend and and you know Hey, I, I get it. Some some men out here got you know bigger sex drives than other men. Mm, you know, and, not, not the and, sex drive. And and I'm just saying this, and I don't want to be getting too much off a topic or anything right. like that. But the reason I'm saying it is because I think it's it's also it's it's when I say you have to crawl before you walk, you have to realize who, like I said, who you were in the beginning and what you did to get that person. So you have to start becoming that person again. Even if it's not exact, even if it's even if it's to the point of you reinventing yourself, because the small things to a woman matters. It's not Definitely. always Definitely. thinking that oh you're supposed to lay down with her. It ain't always about no. getting in the bed with a woman. Sometimes that, that, you have to. Yeah, sometimes you have to overrated. really put thought into it, especially when you're trying to heal that relationship. Me taking out the trash. Or any man taking out the trash when you know you don't normally do that. That's that's the big thing. That's the little thing, you know, yeah. without having to be asked or having to have have your your wife do it. Right. Well, or, you know, like me, I, I wash clothes. You know, I'll do the dishes, dishwasher mm-hmm. sometimes. I'll clean the bathroom. I don't and have just a noticing those right. things that need to be done. Because right. truth be told, when you're going through a rebuilding of mm-hmm. a marriage because of betrayal, right. sex is the last thing on that right. other person's mind that has been cheated Definitely. on. Definitely. And that's the re- that was the whole per- the whole premise of me saying what I said. Yeah. Because a lot of us men think that also that you also have to realize that it ain't about sex, bro. You cheated. You did what you did. So you need to pump your brakes and you need to make sure that you're very vulnerable and understanding to that woman's feelings mm-hmm. emotionally um, and especially physically because right. the thought of what you did is still going to reflect in the back of, yes. of her mind. Yes. So you need to give her that time no matter how long it takes. Yep. If you truly love this woman, trust me in the end, the mm-hmm. waiting is worth it. It is. Because those thoughts on that person who has been cheated on, mm-hmm. those thoughts in terms of like a sexual manner, right. they are nothing that is um, conducive to the act. And mm-hmm. I'll just say it that way since this is a clean show. Right. Um, you're thinking about, did he do this with somebody else? Exactly. Did he do that? I mean, those are the exactly. thoughts that are coming to your head. Yep. So rebuilding the romance, rebuilding right. you seeing that woman and what does she need from me? Mm-hmm. That what, is what right. you need to be focused on. And that's on. what I mean when I say the little things. It Correct. ain't about touching her. It's, it's about making her feel good inside. Yes. It don't have to be a physical touch. 
there's a lot of different emotions out there other than physical touch. A I lot mean, of words come that, on, bro. Of, like, open your mind. Language. Like, yep, the love language. If, if, if you don't understand how to woo your woman, then why are you with her? What did you, you don't remember how and everything you did to get her in the beginning? Like, what the heck is going on? You need to yeah. tighten up. Real talk. Right. You seriously need to tighten up. But with, with that being said, I'm, I mean, you know, I didn't want to get too far off the topic and everything, but I think that was a, a very important point point to put out there and everything very i think so. it was very important and i think also here's a question i have for you mm. and i think since we're trying to we're trying to make sure that we stay on on task y'all and not keep you too long right. but here is the question for you and i'll let you go first and i'll then i'll answer mm-hmm. um here's something that I think we all should ask ourselves when we're with other people or if we've done something wrong to that person. You, you just spoke about taking your time, going slow, right. giving that person the opportunity to heal in the way that they need to heal. Would you marry yourself? The way you are, would you marry, would you be with that person? So meaning mm-hmm. you beaten, being in that cheating mindset, if you were to ask yourself in that moment, would I be with me? What would the answer have been? With doing the stuff that I Heck did? Heck yeah. <laughs> it would be a what? I'm going to be real talk. Hell exactly. No. <laughs> I ain't going to even front. Oh yeah, babe. I would, I would be. No, no, you wouldn't. No, no, I wouldn't. So I wouldn't. I think sometimes I men or whoever it is that has mm-hmm. betrayed their spouse, they need to look at that question right. and say, me right now doing the dirt that I have done or am mm-hmm. doing, would I be with me at this at where right. I am right now? Right. And if you're really real with yourself, you would say no. Exactly. Because you wouldn't trust the person. You wouldn't give them the time exactly. of day. You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't exactly. do those things because of how you know you are. For sure. And I think For maybe sure. that is a better question to ask when you're going through something like this because it'll be easier for you to understand how that other person is looking at you right now yeah. you know mm-hmm. how they're looking at you walking through that very mm-hmm. hard space mm-hmm. and maybe just be a little bit easier for you to do as you said right. you know rein it back and take time and be and communicate. vulnerable and, and communicate you, and yeah communication is the most important part of it i most mean important. you can't you can't if you do not talk to each other you cannot express those emotions you can't tell her how you feel and why you did the stupid stuff you did and you can't sit there and listen to how she felt and why she felt felt the way she felt from the things you did you have to communicate as hard as it may seem and as hard it is as it's going to be because it's going to be hard. Every emotional part of talking about it. But at the end of the day, you can and you will get through it if you truly love each other and believe in each other. That's the Definitely. most important thing. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing else to talk, you know, and, and you'll know one way or the one way or the other whether you should work it out or you shouldn't work right. it out. Definitely. Even through the communication itself. Yeah. You know, you don't have to sit there and raise your voice over top of one another to Mm-mm. talk, to have a civil conversation. And then, hey, if you, you feel like you're about to get heated, then, you know, act like you in a boxing ring, let that bell ring and, and tell Take the significant moment, yeah. other, look, I need a moment to breathe. Yeah. I can't go no more talking about this and walk away. That way 
Y'all can be at peace and understand that, hey, at this moment, it's okay to disagree. Mm -hmm. It's okay to disagree because that's that's fine. But long as you're not bickering and yelling and and letting the kids hear it, because all of that stuff is trauma, traumatizing to yourself. But as well as it to the others that are around you, your kids, even if you take that emotional um, distraught with you to work, it's something you don't want to do. So really, you know, if you're about fixing that relationship, just do what you need to do to make sure it works. And men, please, for the love of God, (laughs) just stop sitting there trying to be so daggone freaking tough. Let it go. Right. Let it go. Talk to a homeboy. If you know somebody, a friend who's been through it. Talk to him. That's been through it and came yeah. out of it. Like, that, then it came out of it. Talk to him. Yeah. If it's if one is your homeboys, yo man, like real talk. What you do? What did you do to get through it? Because I really, really want to make this work. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then you shouldn't be in the, in the, in it. Period. The relationship. Marriage, if you're not willing to go is. through all yep. of the stages, exactly. There's so many stages to rebuilding a marriage from betrayal mm-hmm. and that whole trust thing and all of that. And every pa- and everybody's stages. path path to rebuilding is it's different. different. So totally. don't think that, you know, we can we can just we can only tell you what we've been through. Right. And and you may have some similarities. We don't expect any everything to be exact or close to it. I mean, it just it's more of a relation. You can right. relate. Right. That's just that because everybody's story is different. That's so true. And then also a really big point to that is both people have to be willing Mm -hmm. to be in it. Right. And to go through it together. Right. Um, If you and if at any point, I mean, hey, you could you could be willing at first. And then at at some point, you know, you you don't want to work for it. Like I said, the stages are there are a lot of them and they are very, very very hard um each stage is hard it can be hard and so if you're not able to do that then you still like you said communicate communication throughout the whole process is key but both people need to be willing i mean to even think about restoring something like you know betrayal and trust Mm -hmm. in a marriage um so yeah well, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to get up out of here and we hope that um, you get a lot of important details and information. We hope that a lot of things we said resonated within yes. your hearts and your spirits. Yes. Um, I want everyone to know men or women, whoever it may be, the cheater. I'm speaking specifically to the person who's doing the, the wrong. Get your act right. <laughs> get some of that act right yep and do what you need to do mm-hmm. and walk that walk meaning crawl before you walk it's going to be hard but i believe in you and the reason i believe in you is because i believe in myself mm-hmm. and i know the struggles that i've i've gone through if you love this woman in any other way if you love this man and you guys really wanted to work then do it yeah. Go through the pain. Mm-hmm. Go through the tears. Do whatever you need to go through. Because trust me, on the opposites, on the other side, 
the grass really is greener. Yeah. In a in a beautiful relationship. Yes, it is. It, trust me, it really and is. And going through the trenches with one another. Right. And seeing yourself we'll bring you come closer out together, right. will bring you way closer mm-hmm. together than you ever would have been. And you have a repaired and restored mm-hmm. relationship. So again, whoever's whoever the cheater is, like accept your responsibility as far as your actions of what you've done. And man up or woman up, whoever, whomever it may be, and be honest and transparent to yourself and to the other person that you're with and make sure that you do the right thing. If you're going to be with them, be with them. If you're not going to be with them, don't be with them, but don't allow them to keep going through it, making them feel like you're going to be with them and believing that that they feel that it's going to be some hope and it's not because if it's not, just let them know. Right. Don't do that because you wouldn't want that done to yourself. So at the end of the day. If you don't care, have a heart. Right. And ain't, you may not care about them, but care about yourself enough to not destroy it because you're also destroying yourself. And there's a pattern yes. that you need to break. Yes. Be that person to break that pattern, that chain, whatever it is. Get the help you need. Do it. Yep. And that's that all was, I'm going to say. That I'm was not gonna amazing. Say no, I'm not going to say no more because I know I can get carried on. So it's <laughs> <laughs> straight up because sometimes I get in my moments and I get a little But that deep was there, so, so good. That was so uh-huh. good. So thank you for, you know, for sharing that. And I mm-hmm. think that it's so important for men to hear other men talk about this, mm-hmm. number one. But it's also extremely important for mm-hmm. women to hear a man talk about betrayal and his Mm. feelings and you know you coming out of it and what what your your side is because we don't really get that so thank you for being you know transparent babe i'm just being open and honest because i know the dirt and the stupid stuff i I know and i'm gonna keep telling you guys out there i was stupid (laughs) i was so freaking Oh my gosh, bro. I just But with that, because we're not gonna have you sit here and just dog yourself out constantly. No, 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 no. I'm not I'm not. It's All not right. to to me it's not dogging myself out. It's not dogging myself out because I'm very confident in, in where I'm at right now as a man. True, true. I know true. that I'm good. I know that I love you and there ain't no other woman out there, period, for me on this earth. That's a done deal, period. So you are my one and only. So I can take it. I got you. You know, I don't, I don't, I can, I can take any attack from anyone, anybody. Because at the end of the end of the day, the most important person on this earth to me is you. Oh. So as long as you have forgiven me, no one else and nothing they say phases me or matters. And that's the joy in loving you every oh. day and all day. So. And with that, because that is freaking amazing. Yep. Yep. Thank you for joining us on this episode. We hope that whatever needed to hit you, resonate with you, wake you up, whatever, it has done that. And we will talk to you on our next episode of the Show Up and Show Out podcast. Uh-uh. We are out, guys. Deuces! Diamonds, they see us shining. Yeah. Hashtag couple goals. Catch us on the ground, we hopping island. Don't care what the rest say. They don't know how you love it, man. They don't know how I love so deep. Thinking up with this energy. Thinking up with this chemistry. 
Thanks for hanging out with us and allowing us to share our thoughts with you. We hope you enjoyed this episode and found value in the topic so you can take some nuggets of wisdom into your own life and show up a little more and allow God the opportunity to show out for you. If you like what you heard, please click that subscribe button so you'll be notified of future episodes and we invite you to leave a review if our podcast resonated with you. Let us know that you too are ready to show up in your life. Thanks and until next time, we we out. out.